0: The Phineas Club is made possible by you, the listeners. If you think the show is kind of cool or interesting or informative, please consider giving a little bit of money at patreon.com/ thefidias Club. Thank you very, very, very much to those who already do. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Phineas Club. This is episode 117, and we talk about Brazil. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Phineas Club. This is a show where we get people from different countries from around the world together and discuss what's been happening and what's been making the news. That's what we usually do, but we also have another type of episodes, um, episodes where we talk with one person specifically about what's happening in their country or how things are going in general, how things go in their country or in their culture and things like that. Today, I'm very glad to be welcoming um, someone who has been on the show before and who is going to be talking to us about what the hell is happening in Brazil. Uh, Guilherme, how are you doing? Oh, by the way, my name is Patrick Beja. I'm very glad to be welcoming everyone. Uh, Yeah. Hey, Guilherme. How's it going? Hi, Patrick.
1: Oh, things are not going as well as I hope they would, but
0: we'll make it through. (laughs) So, I think everyone has heard about um, the election of... I I don't want to mispronounce his name. Jair Bolsonaro? It's Jair Jair? Bolsonaro. Jair Bolsonaro.
1: Yeah. Is is that a proper uh, uh, Brazilian
0: Portuguese (laughs) accent? (laughs) Yeah. So... So, okay, we're going to get to that. Uh, We're going to get to what has uh, led to the situation the country is in right now, uh, how the election went, uh, that it seemed to be a little bit crazy, and what you think is going to be happening in the next few weeks or months. Um, But first, for people who uh, want a little bit of context about you, could you tell us about yourself before we get started?
1: Sure. Um, I'm 26 years old. I'm from Brazil. I work with um, publicity, okay? So, internet publicity in, in general. Um,
0: so, marketing and... Uh, yeah, marketing.
1: Like yeah. Yes. Um, I also have a podcast, but it is in Portuguese, and we deal with struggles of life, like depression and that kind of thing. Um, I, I I never was actually really politicized as a a teenager or even my early adult years, but these last four years in Brazil have been so crazy that if you don't understand what's going on, you were kind of a freak. Mm. So I, I started learning a little bit more about politics in this last four years, not just by, by listening to the news, but... Understanding our history, okay. Understanding the Brazilian political history of the last, I don't know, thirty years or so, so that we can, so that we can properly understand what's going on now and what's going to be our future. Actually.
0: So, would you say this is a common theme uh, among Brazilian people? or that did people get uh, thrown into? having to know about politics or is this specific to you
1: no it's it's getting every day a lot more common mm. um because well then i i I'll, I'll have to get a little more into the 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 topic of the show today
0: <laughs> sure well okay before <laughs> we do that uh as sure. a clueless foreigner um, I'm looking at this situation, and a lot of what mm-hmm. we're hearing is uh, Jair Bolsonaro. B- uh, Bolsonaro, I can't Bolsonaro, get the inf- yes, right. <laughs> um, yeah. I can't get the inflection right. It really annoys me because I really try to get the pronunciations right in any language I'm speaking, but sometimes I can't. <laughs> <Sure>. um, so <laughs> the 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 things we're hearing from the outside is. Um, of course, the comparisons with Trump, uh, but mm-hmm. also the uh, the fact that this is happening in many, many different countries, the rise of uh, a strong man to put to to keep things simple, a strong man in the country that is going to fix stuff um, mm-hmm. before we go into specific, just for people who have heard that, how accurate is that description, you know, the comparison with Trump? How accurate would you say it is without judging uh, uh, the, whether this is a good or a bad thing?
1: Sure. Um, if you would ask me this question before he got elected, I would say that it's not as accurate as the world is showing it to be. But from last week until now, the, from the day he was elected until now, he's getting every time closer and closer to what Donald Trump was when he got elected and he keeps on being until this day so yeah it's it's now it's pretty accurate before not that much so how uh, was I, he
0: different before and and how is he more uh alike now
1: okay i think the biggest difference between donald trump and jair bolsonaro is that donald trump is an entrepreneur okay he is a businessman and jair bolsonaro is a military man so he, mm. he's from the military he has a I think over thirty years record with the military. Uh, so the the pitch that he had before he was elected was that he was going to fix Brazil by militarizing everyone and by making Brazil its own country. And uh, and he was not as focused on the businessmen of the country as. I think, at least from what I saw from the the American elections uh, here in Brazil, as Trump was, okay? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think, uh, certainly, uh, uh, I mean, I think Trump was talking about immigration and a lot of that as well. Yeah. But there is an aspect of the economy he was talking about and getting people uh, uh, their jobs back. And, and that was part of the narrative, for sure.
1: Yeah, but um, there was – there's a uh, a big difference between the, the, the part of the jobs that – the part that getting job, getting people's jobs back that Donald Trump used to say and what Bolsonaro says. Um, the way that Bolsonaro says is like um, – it's not that everyone will get a job. It's not that everyone will have a job. But you have to fight hard. And as soon as you're done fighting hard, you get the job that you deserve. Okay, mm, so it's not that, oh, I'm going to make, it, um, yeah, uh, it's not that I'm going to make some kind of new law, new legislation that will make sure that you have a a, a job, that you're entitled to a job. Does that, okay, you want a job, you got to work for that job.
0: So how is this, maybe we need to get into, uh, I, I guess before we get into the situation, before I have another question, is he when i hear comparisons to trump i hear outrageous statements on twitter and taking your communication in your own hands and being s- making so much noise and saying such outrageous things that everyone yeah. listens to you uh is that a technique that he's using
1: yes okay yes and that's uh, uh, and that's the point that i wanted to get um bet- when i said it it was if you ask me before he was elected it was not that equal to trump but now that it is um, okay. now, as soon as he got elected, he started he started even to tweet the same way that, that, that Donald Trump does. Like the same exclamation points, the same kind of you know mannerisms that, that Trump has. He didn't have that before, but now he That's has That's interesting. Yeah.
0: Okay, um, well we'll get we'll get back to that. Um but sure. let's let's get uh into the the situation because if you ask me what Brazil is like, I kind of get an image of, you know, something between, uh, uh, Colombia with the drug trade and, uh, uh, kidnappings of rich people and rich, uh, uh, Westerners and, and people living in, uh, gated communities that have armed guards. You know, this is the, uh, image that comes to my mind and, I don't know how accurate it is. Uh, so if, if we want to, and, and if this is the situation in the country and no one has managed to fix it for a long time, I mm-hmm. kind of understand how someone would want a strong person to come in and say, okay, party's over, enough with the Bulls BS, uh, now we're going to be doing things my way. So, yeah, yeah what's been happening in the um, past, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 years in Brazil that led to the situation now? <laughs>
1: Okay, so this vision that you have from Brazil, it was accurate between the end of the 90s and beginning of the 2000s. It was extremely dangerous to go outside, uh, kidnappings happening all the time, uh, drug trafficking really strong, but things um, changed a little. Okay, Brazil is still a very insecure country. It is still a very poor country, but there are many very, very rich people who live here. There are many places in the country that's not as bad as you would think they are. But the um, the biggest thing that made people want to change wasn't even all those kind of stereotypes, was the corruption part. Okay, Mm -hmm. so people were kind of done with corruption, Uh, so that you understand in the 70s until mid 80s, we have we had a really big dictatorship, Okay, a military dictatorship. And from then on, now that we are a a republic, we have an elected president and everything. People thought that everything would change to the better before uh, after the, the dictatorship. Things changed in the beginning of the 90s, then late 90s, early 2000s, things started to get really insecure, corruption deals starting to explode everywhere, everyone, every kind of politician, they were labeled as corrupt, even if they didn't do anything, they were, if you saw a, a, a politician on the news, you were sure that they were caught in some kind of corruption deal, corruption scheme, and then in 2002, the workers party they got into power okay uh, the president lula luis inácio lula da silva he was the very so, first
0: pre- l- sure. he's called essentially we call him lula everywhere else yeah, i think oh, yeah
1: nice <laughs> perfect so so Lula was was elected president and he had some um he was really populist okay uh, the workers party is a left wing democratic socialist political party here and it was the very first time that that a, a left wing party really had the the control over the country so he started he, he made a lot of good things to the people he made a lot of um how can i say it
0: like he made, he made decisions that benefited the people and, yeah. and the the addressing. People,
1: especially, uh, especially poor people, right. especially people from, from parts of the country where they didn't even have like sanitation or electric power or internet or things like that. He was really good with that part. Uh, but then in the meantime, every kind of corruption scheme exploded completely exploded after two thousand four two thousand and six and the workers party were still in power. So I'm gonna fast forward a little bit to twenty thirteen. Okay. Um our president of the time was Juma Juma Hussefi, who also was from the Workers Party. And she 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 accompanied Lula throughout all of his his Mandate so the the time he was president and now she was president, and then have you guys heard about the June Journeys that happened here in Brazil in 2013?
0: The what sorry no I don't think so.
1: The June Journeys, they were one of the big. They were actually at the time they were the biggest um, public demonstrations of insatisfaction that Brazil had mm. like since the 80s since the, the, the early 90s and it all started because um, we were going to the 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 tax that you paid so that you can ride a bus they they were going it up by 20 cents and people got really crazy about it and uh, how how those... much
0: just so we know uh 20 cents uh how much okay, does oh, that represent 20 cents. <laughs>
1: um in dollars it would be around 5 cents Okay. $0. $0. okay. And
0: that was a significant increase. Uh, yes, it was okay. a
1: significant increase. Because what um, percentage
0: of the price of the ticket could would you say was, it was?
1: around? Around? I'm making the count actually. Yeah. <laughs> it was around fifteen percent okay. increase. All right. The thing is, it it would be uh, those fifteen percent extra would be explained if we got like better buses, um, better. Driveways, you know, like mm. some some of those things. But that just didn't happen. They were increasing the taxes just because they wanted, increasing the 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 fare actually, the fair the fair price just because they wanted. They thought it was something right to do. So people got really angry, and then the 2013 protests they began. They began with this speech. Okay, they began with the. They they just they didn't want those that fifteen percent extra cost in their fare, uh, passage price, but then it escalated to okay we don't want corruption anymore we are fighting against police brutality they are we are fighting against the system so that we can live better, okay,
0: okay that seems. That's- Reasonable until now,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what happened in 2013. So the the fare did not increase that year. Actually, it remained the price it was. But in 2014, it actually did. Mm. And then in 2014, we have the biggest um, corruption operation, uh, corruption investigation we've ever had here in Brazil, which is Operation Car Wash. You heard about it?
0: Yeah, uh, I I did. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, operation Car Wash started in 2014, and it was initially just a money laundering investigation, which became which became the biggest investigation against corruption in Brazil. Uh, it was this operation that got Lula arrested, actually, and um, and it showed that our situation was. A lot worse than we even imagined. Even us Brazilians, that we, we knew that there was like this big corruption schemes happening every day, every time that you would think about a politician, someone would be involved with this. But it was a lot bigger. It went all the way to the president of the time. It was a really big shock to everyone because everyone thought, OK, corruption happens, but on a minor scale. There's some uh, senators, some ministries, that kind of thing. Not the president himself. So was uh, it,
0: was Dilma Rousseff also involved in that corruption scandal?
1: Yes, she covered it up.
0: Okay, so we get into a situation. Um, when was that conclusion to the to the uh, investigation? When was that? You know, it's not
1: it's not over yet.
0: But when it's did we? Happening. When did the country realize oh. that the president was involved in Dilma? Uh, I mean, Lula was involved and in Rousseff. Yeah. Uh, covered it up. It and... was
1: in it was in, in twenty fourteen still. Okay. That's when they asked for Lula to be to be arrested and to Dilma to be impeached.
0: That seems like a pretty bad place to be in. Um, but okay I'll I'll let you uh, continue but this is kind of I get that people are sick of it. Keep keep yeah. going, and we'll get we'll see how it goes.
1: <laughs> I, I'm I'm talking about all these things so that so that you can understand why he was elected today.
0: Mm. Oh, sorry. Actually, I, I also have another question. When we're talking sure. about corruption scandals, what kind of corruption are we talking about? Like attributing uh, uh, construction uh, uh, contracts to a specific company for kickbacks, or what kind of thing yes. are we talking about?
1: Yes, that's um, that's around eighty percent of it. Construction schemes like uh, they had this three or four construction companies that would do every single uh, every single construction, like public construction in every single city in the whole country. Uh, They, uh, you know, Petrobras. Uh, The company of it. Yeah, the company that Mm -hmm. makes oil. So um, Petrobras was a big player in these corruption schemes because the the president at the time, the, the Petrobras president at the time, he was involved. With the corruptions, they were raising the gas price so that they could make more profit out of it, but not clean money. They are laundering money through every single uh, gas cell that they made, actually. And that just blew up
0: completely. And that so was it, like the money laundering uh, was uh, the, the president. Lula was aware of this as well.
1: Yes. Oh my God! He was involved in it. Actually,
0: he was involved
1: with money laundering.
0: Just to just to keep things uh, uh, coherent, Mm -hmm. this is the great people's hope, Lula, who was elected the first left-wing president. Like Mm -hmm. you find out that not only. It's not like, oh, he has a mistress on the side or he no. pocketed $10,000 through, you know, for appearing uh, and speaking to one person, to, to, like at a convention or something when he shouldn't have. This is the, the like, hardcore corruption. It's really bad yes. corruption. Okay. Yes.
1: Yes, really hardcore corruption. And from then on, this, uh, this, this big feeling grew inside of every single Brazilian to hate the Workers' Party, okay? Mm. So, uh, as soon as 2014, 2015, every single Brazilian hated the Workers' Party. Okay. And, you know, they they had motive, because every uh, ever since they were elected, they were making corruption schemes. They mm. were inside every single corruption scheme that had happened in the last 16, 18 years. And then uh, if we move a little forward to 2015 and 2016, that's when another big riot happened and the Brazilians asked for Dilma to be impeached. Mm. And they got it. They got it and her vice president, Michel Temer, was the new president and he is until this day. Okay. All right. Now, um, two years later, two to three years later, we can see that it was actually a coup. From his vice, from her vice president, from Michel Temer, so that he would become president.
0: Oh, how how do we see that?
1: Um, because some things don't add up. Okay, Um, Michel Temer, he used to say a lot of things. This is a lot more complicated than I can actually explain, Mm. but I'll, I'll try to sum it up. Easier. Well, the, the important to...
0: thing—I'll you're, you're, let you keep going—but the important thing sure. is that this is now the the sentiment in the population, or the understanding, the common understanding in the population, that Michel Temer uh, actually created the situation or encouraged the situation to get Dilma Rousseff ousted. Yes. Okay. Exactly.
1: Um, he made a lot of. Um... He was a really good, he's a really good, he's really good at lobbying. Okay. Mm. So when it came down to the voting, the the senators voting if she was going to be impeached or not, he was back there, like without anyone seeing, he was making deals. So, oh, if you vote for her to be impeached, I'll help you, I'll help your company, I'll help everything. Mm. Okay. Then she was impeached and Michel Temer became the president. Now, fast forward to 2017. That's that was the first time that every Brazilian really heard about Jair Bolsonaro. Okay, so that he was the very first time that he was actually in the media, Uh, and he he's been in the government for 27 years, and he has only passed two bills. Okay, actually, he has not passed. He has made he made two bills. He put up two bills for voting, and none of them passed. Actually.
0: So, what was his position in the government
1: um, he was completely against the the corruption he, oh, sorry the military, sorry i meant so, oh i meant what oh, okay. what was his job was, like
0: was he a senator or not a senator um, but a parliamentary or
1: I'm trying to find the 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 word in English that can okay. actually show what he was he was um just a second. He was a member of the Chamber of Deputies.
0: Okay, all right. So he was, a, yeah, yeah. All right, he was a deputy,
1: but he was um, one of those,
0: you know, one of those uh, 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 people that you don't really hear about, as uh, as you said, until 2017 when he came to yes. the forefront. Hmm. Yes
1: uh and then he he actually made his name by saying those really outrageous things that you 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 talked about, like he is he is a homophobic okay he hates same sex marriage he's completely against it, he's completely against abortion, he is completely against drug liberalization he is one hundred percent pro weaponizing every single citizen of the country he wants to make like the he wants to make brazil a huge military country um he, his biggest dream is to become somewhere between what hitler and mussolini were but <laughs> not as okay bad. Yeah, without so, the killing a lot of people part i think
0: okay so <laughs> we we reached uh, uh the godwin point Uh, after 23 minutes of recording, 24. Um, But also, Godwin Point, I think, is Godwin Point when we talk about things that are not, uh, you know, political appointments and regime changes. When you're talking about these things, that's the extreme of the uh, uh, situation of the topic you're talking about. So I think it's a little bit more appropriate to discuss. But when you say his biggest dream is to be... Hitler or Mussolini without the uh, ethnic cleansing um, what do you mean like do you actually uh, uh, does he say what does he say that leads you to think he has these uh, uh, very strong views that the country should be ruled in that way and in a very you know uh, um, uh, undemocratic manner
1: Mm -hmm. so he's so far right that he's getting into the realm of fascism OK, mm. with his statements, with the things that he's doing, like one of the first things he's saying that he's going to do as soon as he 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 became becomes president in January 1st. He's going to completely um, he's going to absorb the, the workers ministry into something else so that every single worker in Brazil doesn't have their actual rights. Um, he wants to militarize everything. Here in Brazil, we have two polices, okay? We have two different polices. We have the military police and we have the federal police. He wants to make that one thing only. Um, he has those... Um, how can I put it? He, had a, he has that, that way of talking like, um, I want every single criminal to be dead. I if you don't agree with the things that I say, I'm gonna go after you, I'm gonna send people after you, I'm gonna torture you, I'm gonna kill you. Like no. literally,
0: literally like, talking about torturing and killing, or are do are you exaggerating here?
1: No, I'm literally talking. Um one of the biggest things that he 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 has to him is that he hates he hates African American people, okay? Mm. And Brazil is like 60% or more, or maybe like 80% actually, African-Americans.
0: So when you're saying, sorry, just to be clear, when you're saying African-American, sure. you're trying to find a polite way of saying black people. Yes, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so he hates black people. It's fine. I think you can say black people.
1: Okay. Yes, he hates black people and he thinks that every single black people is a uh, black, black person is a criminal and he wants to kill every single black person. He wants to kill every single homosexual. He wants to kill Okay, okay, every- okay,
0: okay. Okay. You keep saying he wants <laughs> to kill them. Like does he literally say we need to like get rid of the okay. black people in the country? Like does he literally yeah. tweet Black people need to die. Okay. He doesn't tweet it. Okay. But he he says
1: things. Uh, he says it in the in the TV, in the news, that kind of thing. But not exactly like I want to kill you. But he, he uses other words. Like there there are many Brazilian ways to say that. Okay, like um, um uh, if you see, like, this this black guy in the street, go there and put a bullet in his head before he, he
0: steals you, okay? He, before he, he steals something from you, or he, right? Yeah. Yes. So he actually says, if there's a black guy in the street, you should put a bullet in his, in his head beca- before he robs you. Like, that yes. is the thing that he literally says. He says, put yes. a bullet in his head.
1: Put a bullet in his head. Uh, protect okay. your family first. Uh, God above everything, so you have to respect God. And and uh, I'm trying to remember the exact words he had. Uh, it's like God and family first. Everything else, you can you can shoot first and ask questions later. That's. Pretty much this. If you see, like, a, a homosexual couple kissing, you are pretty much allowed to beat them because that's wrong and God doesn't want that.
0: Wow. Okay, so we're... Yeah. This is impressive. So he's actually... We're far beyond, I think, what we're seeing in other countries. Um, yeah. And and what strikes me is that he is... the The and maybe we can talk about this uh, uh, further but the unrest or the the uh people being upset came from uh corruption mm-hmm. but this doesn't really address corruption it seems i'm sure he also addresses it i'm guessing um and yeah. and it's it's like it's far it's not even beyond the corruption it's like something completely different that he embodies and also mm-hmm. as i said this is like worse than anything I've heard. Anyone uh, in these populist movements uh, in in the other countries, you know, the UK, the US, like they yeah. wouldn't go that far.
1: So no, um, Bolsonaro is a monster. Actually, uh, I'm trying to find some more quotes that he had in this last few years. He has four children, if I'm not mistaken. He said one time that he made three good men, three good boys, three like big boys. And on the fourth one, she he just let it go, and then a woman was born. Mm. He weakened himself, and then a woman was born. Um, he's completely against women getting the same salary, the same pay as men. Even if they do the exact same job in the exact same company, he thinks that women should get paid a lot less. Um, so
0: wait, again, I think this—we need to contextualize this. Um sure. There are, you know, efforts to uh, uh, put equal pay in the law and and yeah. make that respected in, in enforced, right? Yeah. And there are people not who here. say, <laughs> no, you don't need to put it in the law. You need to make sure that people who work uh, as well, uh, uh, you know, no matter what sex they are, they, they're paid just as well. And that's mm-hmm. what you need to make sure of, not to, you know, force. Uh, it's kind yeah. of the discussion about, uh, um, about uh, ah, what's the word, uh, affirmative action, kind of. This, mm-hmm. is not, this is not what you're talking about, is it? He's no. actually saying that no, women I'm should talking... be paid less for the same yes. job? Because yes, then they because... will go out and make children. and, and Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. Because they get pregnant and then they get like uh, pregnancy leave. He wants to lower, actually, the time that women can stay at home while still getting paid. Like the pregnancy leave uh, today in Brazil is around six months. He wants it to be like two weeks.
0: Two weeks? Jeez, okay.
1: Yeah. Like, okay, your child was born, you can stay home two weeks to make sure that he doesn't die and then you've got to get back to work. And he still thinks that women should be paid less. He wants women to be paid less than men because he thinks that women do not deserve to be as, I don't know, accomplished or as, well, as respected as
0: men should. Okay. Um, Uh, All right, so let's get back to 2017 when this guy shows up saying these things and he gains Mm -hmm. popularity.
1: Yeah, he gains popularity because he says, I'm going to stop corruption. Okay, I am going to get rid of corruption in our country. And if you go to his, um, you know, the 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 little bill that he writes with all with everything he wants to do while he's president, you know, I'm I'm not actually sure the name of it, in English. Oh, the program. It's like his his, yeah. yes, his, his, his political his, his program. presidency program. Yes, his political program. If you go all the way down to the corruption part, it has two lines. He says, "I will get rid of corruption and make sure that corruption never comes back again in Brazil. Never happens again in Brazil." Okay. And that's it. He doesn't say how. He doesn't say say when he's going to start it. He doesn't say what he thinks he's going to do. Nothing. He just says that I'll get rid of corruption. And with all this, you know, this last 16 years that the Workers Party was in power, and everyone is really tired of it, and no one wants the the Workers Party to be to be to to elect a president anymore. Everyone went on the Jair Bolsonaro bandwagon. They completely, you know, people say like, oh, no, he just he's he's just saying those stuff to show off so that you know who he is. He's not like that. Actually, you're going to see when he's elected. He's not going to do all those things. But. Actually, the biggest problem is not him actually doing those things, because I'm pretty sure that he's not going to do like this uh, ethical cleansing of black people in Brazil and homosexuals in Brazil. But the people that elected him are, and they already are doing that. We have had multiple cases of racism, of killing off homosexuals and people that were just like hugging each other. Since he was elected, um, there was this, this student from one of the biggest universities here in, in Brazil that he made a couple videos of him like saying that, oh, no, now that Jair Bolsonaro is our president, I'm going to see this black guy coming my way. I'm, I'm just waiting for some black guy to come my way so that I can shoot him, someone with a red shirt so that I can show who's the king here, who's the boss now. What's I'm the red shirt? I'm going to kill everyone. The red shirt, the 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 red color is the the workers' party color. Okay? okay, so everyone with the red shirt is, you know, automatically part of the workers' party. Mm.
0: And, and and so he made that video.
1: Yeah, he made that video. Everyone saw it. Everyone was like completely enraged. But. Everyone keeps on saying, no, you're you're taking him out of context. You're taking our now president out of context. He's not going to do the things that he's saying. He just wanted attention.
0: And, okay. and to be fair, um, when we compare that to Trump, which is the closest thing we have, um, Trump didn't really do most of those things that were outrageous. Mm-hmm. The things he did, I think, that will have the most effect on the U.S. is getting uh, conservative uh, judges elected to the Supreme Court. Um, Mm -hmm. But he didn't build the wall. I don't think there's any, you know, at this point, there's still no uh, illusion (laughs) that the wall is going to go up and all of those things, as people who voted for him said, are just him being, you know, the, the idiot that he is. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, whether or not it did create a climate of uh, increased uh, racism and homophobia in the U.S., I think is up for debate. Arguably, it did, but mm-hmm. it didn't start the apocalypse. Or if it did, it's taking a little bit of time to coalesce. <laughs> and, and so, do you think the situation is different with Bolsonaro? Or okay.
1: Uh, I think there is one key difference, which is the fact that Bolsonaro is from the military, his vice president is from the military, and we had a military dictatorship. And he has said in like interviews 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that as soon as he was elected president, he was going to bring back the, the, the dictatorship we had, the military dictatorship we have. And we are starting to see some things that are leading us to believe that that may actually happen, that that could happen. That's not like part of a wild dream anymore. It's something that some people actually want again.
0: Uh, just uh, to be clear, you, you mentioned it before, but in case people don't realize, uh, he will actually actually be president on uh, January 1st. So he yes. is now president-elect for the next couple of months.
1: Yes, Exactly. And and I think that in, in the next couple of months, not much is going to change. Okay, So we are going to keep on hearing him saying those really outrageous things, the things that he wants to do. But we, we're actually going to, to see what he's going to do after he sits in that chair, after he starts working as the, mm. the new president.
0: But So um, before we go into what you think is going to happen, which we did talk about a little bit, can you tell sure. us – uh, more about the election period itself, oh, even okay. if it's over. Sure. Um, he showed up in 2017, started making noise, started saying all of those uh, outrageous things. Uh, mm-hmm. And the the majority of the people wanted him to be in power, I guess. Was it also a, uh, a slow slash semi-quick uh, a change of heart, kind of, because people were just so sick of the corruption in the same way yes. that in other countries they were sick about something and went to him. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, so how did it go from mm-hmm. 2017 to now?
1: Okay, so in 2017, no one actually believed that he would become president. It was much like Trump when he said that he wanted to be president. It was Everyone's like, okay, you want to be president? You are not going to be president. It was... A meme. Actually, we 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 were just discussing this. I was just discussing this with my my, my friends that he was a meme mm. last year. No one actually gave him credit about anything because everything he used to say was completely ridiculous. Everyone looked at him say, "Okay, dude, you you want to kill every single black people? Want to kill every single homosexual person?" and you're not going to become president saying those things.
0: It's incredible how year, similar these all of these situations are with the yeah, Brexit and Trump and all of yeah,
1: those. Yeah, exactly. It, all, it, it seems that everything started out as a joke that got way too deep and now we just can't get out of it. Mm. Uh, but, okay, so last year he was a meme. He was a really big meme. No one believed that he would actually become president. And then this year... Things started to change. the 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 how can I say? Oh, I forget a word.
0: The the <sighs> other candidates were crap.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. The like the news were starting to show that that oh, the polls. people actually the polls. Yes, I'm sorry. The polls were showing that he was steadily rising in in people's minds. So. He started out with like 2% of the polls then went in, in like just a couple of weeks he went to 10% just a couple of weeks later he went to 50 he goes to 15%, 20%, 25%, 30% by the end of June, start of July, then he got like all the way to 45% in September. And then people you know some people started to get scared. Um, but in the meantime, plenty of riots started to happening. a lot smaller than the ones in 2014, 2013. But riots, nonetheless, that asked people not to vote for him. There was like this big campaign uh, from, from, you know, everyone else, everyone that did not want him to get Sorry. elected.
0: Uh, when you say riots, I'm wondering if you mean demonstrations, uh, like <clears throat> because riots are actually... Violent, there's... violence.
1: Like, no, uh, yeah, there are demonstrations, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, okay, so
0: when, when you were talking about the riots in 2013 and 14 as well, it's no, those, also demonstrations... those were
1: actually... Uh, some of those were actually riots. Okay, like, all right, all right. So
0: so this it, year, it was just the demonstration from people who didn't want him to be president, okay.
1: Yes, there were plenty of demonstrations happening, you know, country around, and this big campaign... From people that did not want him to be elected president, because things were starting to get real, people were starting to see that damn he could actually become president. He he probably have the votes he needs, and it all came down to the to the first election we have. We had two elections, okay? We had the the first one that if he got 51 percent or more, he was going to be elected. He did not. He got 47 and we 47. got... 47.
0: So this is a yeah. standard. Everyone in the world will understand this election election process except the Americans who only have one turn yeah. <laughs> and and the primaries yeah, have... don't count. That's a completely different thing. Uh, so yeah. it's just a two-turn election. If you get 51% or more than 50% of the first turn, you're elected. But that almost never happens in, in most uh, uh, democratic countries but yeah. uh the the second turn is just between the two people who got the biggest number on the first turn, so first turn there there's you know there might be eight ten fifteen uh or more candidates, and second candidates, turn there's only yeah. two, so at that point one of them has to get more than fifty percent exactly,
1: so in the first turn, bolsonaro got forty seven percent of the votes, which yeah, already high. showed us that well that's there's not much place to run from now and then uh, Haddad Fernando Haddad which was the the worker actually the workers party candidate he got into second place with like 23% of the votes and oh, then wow. the two of them went to the second turn and in the second turn it was actually A little more, a little tighter than I thought it would be. I I really thought that we would see like an election with 70 to 80 percent of the people voting for Bolsonaro. But it was actually not that big, big the difference. It was 58 percent Bolsonaro and 42 percent Haddad. And he won nonetheless. And then people started to freak out actually, because now that he's president, he is going to do whatever he wants. is vice president, he was like, uh, it is Hamilton Mourão, the vice president. He is general army like for, I don't know, 40 years, for the last 40 years he had like this really big military career um, and people are scared now. Okay, mm. So people are Really, 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 getting scared of what's going to happen on the next couple of months, on the next four years, because things are not looking very good, especially to the minorities. but things are not looking very good to everyone. There was like this big crash on the on the stock market here in Brazil right the day after he was elected president. He already said that he's not going to to make trade with Egypt, with China, which are our two biggest uh, um, marketing, you uh, know... Commercial
0: uh, partners. Commercial trade, partners. Trade partners, I
1: guess, Trade yeah. partners. He doesn't want that anymore. So things are starting to get really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, he has this... Um, I don't know if you know, but here in Brazil, it is prohibited to have a gun. Okay, so... you. Cannot have a gun. Only if you practice like range shooting or something like that. And even though, even that way, you cannot walk with your gun like on the street. Even right. if you have. So a similar to, to
0: what's happening, I guess, in most countries uh, except the U.S.
1: Except, yes, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You cannot have a gun. It's pretty much that. One of the first thing he says he's going to do is to give a gun to every single person in the country. Everyone must have a gun because people must have the right to defend themselves, the right to bear arms. To, you know,
0: but is make violence their a problem? Be- because this, it's still yeah. yeah it's, it's I, still I'm guessing a there's reason for this. That, that mm-hmm. he's he's saying this because people are getting I don't know attacked, or it's the rationale that well the bad guys have guns, so yeah, you need to be exactly. able to defend yourself, right? So, yes. how bad is the violence currently?
1: Um it, it has been worse. Okay. It has been like in the last 10 years. In 27 it was the like the worst it ever got. You mean t- 2007? 2007, yes, I'm yeah. sorry. In 2007 it was the worst it ever got, but things are steadily going down. But it's Brazil still really really violent, yeah. especially in the the northwest part of the country and the, the the north and northwest part of the country they still are really violent and in the the poorer parts of the country of each city like I live in São Paulo now which is the biggest city in in the whole country which is I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's the 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 city everyone knows besides Rio yeah uh, and we have Like this really rich part here in Sao Paulo where really rich people live. Like really rich people. And then we have like normal part where normal people live. And then we have the slums, which I'm pretty sure everyone knows, that really poor people live. Um, And the, the difference between like where someone really rich lives and someone really poor lives is just a wall sometimes. So people share the same neighborhood, they share the same streets, they share the same, you know, everything. But one is really rich and the other one is really poor. Uh, can I show you a picture, actually, so that I can
0: see it better? Uh, sure, sure. I mean, it's sure. not going to be great audio podcasting, <laughs> but uh, show it to Yeah, me, we'll, but I'll uh, we'll try
1: to, to describe it. Yeah, yeah, just a second,
0: find it out. And And uh, just to be... I think there's something about um having the the you know the difference between uh, uh classes is really important like no matter what the average uh, uh is in your socially in your country um i think there's always an issue when you um when you have one part of the population which is really rich and the other part which is really poor. That's always, always mm-hmm. a problem. And yeah, the picture yes. you're showing me is quite striking. There's uh, yeah. uh, literally slums uh, on, on one half of the picture, and then the slums stop with a thin wall, and there's a uh, building uh, complex that has tennis court... Uh, pool and are those like uh, uh, pools on each floor like is this each each apartment has their own little pool little pool yes
1: and it's not as small as it actually looks it's pretty Mm. big
0: this is kind of incredible and i mean so is it the poor people who voted for bolsonaro so yeah
1: that's what's most striking Because Bolsonaro hates poor people and he hates black people and most poor people are black and most, you know, black and poor people actually voted for him because they are tired of the workers party and they want to have their guns in, uh, you know. Right way. So they can defend themselves from the the drug dealers, from Mm. everyone that's... From from everything that's happening around
0: their own communities, you know, their own slums. That's, you know, it it strikes me as... uh, There are two things that strike me. First, if you're living like this, how much worse can your situation be? Maybe it can be worse, but you're thinking, you know, I'm living in a slum. Those a-holes just next door have pools on every single floor Mm -hmm. it's a giant middle finger given to all of those people yeah Uh, i can you know i can kind of as much as i i i I thought it was shooting yourself in the foot to vote for brexit or elect donald trump um I, i thought it was you know making the situation worse actually it might turn out to not be that much worse in the U.S. We're seeing, you know, the the economy is quite steady or improving in some ways. I'm not sure Trump is responsible for it, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, it didn't tank. Um, th- in this case, you're like, well, I'm already eating off, you know, trash cans. Trash, yeah. And, and there's people and, literally doing that. And And yeah, that's it. Like, this is not the fantasies of what we're hearing in in uh, the US or the UK, I keep k- taking those two examples, there could be more, but this mm-hmm. is like actually desperate situations. And when yeah. we're saying, we're talking about the violence, it's not like every day the illegal immigrants are coming with guns to murder your daughters and sons, you know, like the, the fantasy that Trump is selling, I'm only yeah. exaggerating a little bit, you know, he's saying they're sending the rapists and the criminals and blah, blah, blah. In this mm-hmm. case, there's literally people coming with guns and violence in those parts of the country and even in, in some of the big cities. And the the government is telling you, you cannot have guns to defend yourselves, right? And the yeah. police isn't really doing a good job at, at helping you in those cases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I just wanted to make sure, I, I'm not sure I have a conclusion out of this, but I wanted to no, make no, no, sure no. I have a, a, an right. accurate picture.
1: Sure, you're right. And because of that, people, they want to get safer by themselves. So mm-hmm. that's why, oh, it's a great idea to have a gun, to weaponize the people. But if you give a weapon to every single Brazilian, uh, the country isn't going to get safer. It's going to get a lot more violent. Right, like yeah. I think that's more.
0: a fair expectation as well. Like, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you essentially it—it's it, not like civil war, but it's anarchy.
1: <laughs> no, but pretty much. Imagine if you're walking down like a an alley at night, and there's this other guy just going to his house, and you're going to your house, and you know you get scared, and okay, I'm gonna shoot him first, just like my president said. I, Shoot! I'm going to shoot him first before he 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 mugs me. He's he he steals something off of me, and the other guy is just like a random guy. He's not a criminal. He's just like a dad. Mm. You know, it's it's not going to get any safer. It's going to get a lot more violent. And but but people actually think that they are going to get safer and people think that he is going to get rid of corruption and people agree with him. He think that, well, yeah, you should shoot first. If it's your family that's in risk, Okay, shoot first, run your car over everyone that's in front of you. Do whatever you need to do to keep you you safe, your your family safe.
0: How? What's your social situation? Are you in the middle class? Are you, you know, do you know people from those poor neighborhoods or
1: mm-hmm. Okay, um my situation is a bit different. I am not in the middle class, but I'm not really rich. I I live really comfortably here in Brazil. I have a, a really good life. But yeah, I have some friends that are really poor, some people that came from the Northwest, they came to Sao Paulo seeking jobs and they live on a, you know, a minimal wage, which here is around now with the dollar and for bucks, it's around $200. Okay. A month. Yeah. Uh, but I also know people that are on the, no extreme reach people here in Brazil. Uh, and listening to both sides, and I can see some people that well, they shouldn't vote for Bolsonaro because they're, he's just going to make their lives a lot harder and a lot worse, and they are voting for him. And people that you would actually expect to vote for Bolsonaro are not. You know.
0: So who Does would you expect any- to vote for Bolsonaro?
1: I would expect like those um, a lot older. People, people that have companies, people that lived in the in the military regime, people that you know, they have the money to get out of the country if everything goes south. That kind of so
0: traditionally more conservative, conservative,
1: um, mm. yes. Though that kind of person, Mm. I think they would you know vote for Bolsonaro, and people that are you know on their 20s, late 20s, early 30s, that are, you know, starting their careers, that they actually need a job to keep on paying their apartments, they're starting a family that have, like, this big will to 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 do something with their lives, they are also voting for Bolsonaro when they should not because he's not going to help them. He's mm. going
0: to make that a lot worse. Yeah, it's it's a really obviously, a very difficult situation. I have a hard time deciding or, you know, appraising the situation myself. Obviously, it's, you know, I, we've only been talking for about an hour, so I don't really know anything <laughs> about it. But it's, it's very... Um, when we're talking about people feeling and, and the people's feelings in um, all over the West... That ah, uh, we need to give a middle finger to the politicians because they always screw us. I always say, well, this is a feeling, but the reality is different. Yep. In this case, the reality is dire. So I don't know that I would have made a different decision if I was in that situation. I might have said, well, everything. And and the thing is, everything's shit. It could be worse. But everything's shit. So you're like, well, F you and whatever. So I can understand that reaction, I guess, a lot better in the situation you're describing than in the situation, you know, in the UK where they literally shot themselves in the foot with this Brexit (laughs) insanity. Um, So what's Uh, the situation uh, now when we're uh, a a couple of months away from him taking power and what are people expecting are, are... people, you know, resign to the reality that he is going to be president? I guess there's no choice. It's the democratic process. But do they yeah. do they think oh we're gonna have you know the, the uh dictatorship is gonna come back or is that the mood or
1: okay so we're pretty pretty split right now. Some people think that yes dictatorship is going to come back with full force. We are going to get, you know, screwed All over, we are not going to, you know, have anywhere else to run. We are going to be completely destroyed. Brazil is going to be the next, you know, North Korea, some people are saying. (laughs) Um, Other people are more moderate. They're saying, okay, I just hope that he makes like a good uh, president, that he really doesn't, you know, get all the things that he said out and he actually does them and, you know, and some people are really happy that he is the president and they think that he is going going to make a good job. They're not hoping they know he's going to make a good job. They know that he's going to get rid of corruption some way, somehow, that they don't even know how. Um, But it's, it's kind of a mixed feeling. Having lunch here in Brazil nowadays is a really weird situation because anything that you say may lead to a political conversation and... In the same table where like three friends are sitting, there will be three friends with completely different visions, and then a start may
0: even uh, a fight may even start. Like it actually gets to that uh, polarization that we're seeing in other countries, yeah. where people get uh, uh, combative, <laughs> not necessarily into a fist fight, but people like no,
1: yes yeah, people are losing friendship. People are losing contact with their their families because of this, because of everything that's happening. Uh, it's it's, you know, it's it's dire, as you said. It's a really dire situation. It's a complicated situation, especially to to the opposition, you know, to the people that did not want him to 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 become president because now we're kind of. The min- we are the minority now and they are the majority and they are they want to take everything over. So if you say like, oh no, I did not vote to I did not vote for Jair Bolsonaro, I vote for Haddad, you you know, you could even die sometimes. My, my mom are- is that seriously, no, I'm I'm really not joking at all. People died. People got shot, people got stabbed because they said they were not going to vote for Jair Bolsonaro. My mom is actually really scared for me to go out, you know, uh, go to work, go out with friends, go shopping with a red shirt because she thinks that I may get shot in the street. You're getting me worried for you
0: now. <laughs> Don't I, I guess I would get tell you not to wear red shirts. A red shirt. A little yeah. while. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, Do you? I actually am not. I'm not okay. going to wear them. I have a bunch of them. I love them, but I'm not going to wear them. Uh, things are uh, really, really dangerous now if you did not vote for Bolsonaro because there are some radical... I think in, in every kind of situation, there will be the ones that are more radical than others, the ones that's going to take matters to their hands. But you'll never know who... That person is going to be. And that's why some people are scared. Mm. Uh, my Especially, mom doesn't want me to go out. My my girlfriend doesn't want me to. My actually my fiance doesn't want me to go out with bread shirts, Doesn't want me talking to you know friends that I know voted for Bolsonaro or you know people that may have voted. They were even scared for me to coming in this podcast.
0: I'm scared for you to be on this podcast <laughs> now. No, I'm not kidding. You know it's like the no, the safety of the people who speak. on this show is always uh uh, really important to me i i'm not a a, you know newspaper of record and i don't really intend to be i i'm not putting people at risk and now i'm actually scared um
1: no there's there's no need Um, i'm not going to get into into any trouble for being here um uh, i i only let like a couple people know that i would be coming here so pretty sure people won't be able to find me that easily
0: but i mean i mean you you also i mean you you made it clear that you don't think he's the right man for the country but yeah. i think you described the situation in a very objective and accurate way i don't know the situation but it it oh. it's not like you described it as everything's great and then this dude comes along and and messes up everything you're you're acknowledging yeah. the very real issues that led to this situation so
1: Mm-hmm. No, um, uh, my, my motto coming here, the, the first thing that I that I thought when you asked me to be on the show is like, okay, so I got to be as thorough as possible, as impartial as possible. I need to show the world, the people that are going to listen to this, exactly how things are going. Um, I'm going to be a little bit biased. Yes, I am. But I, I, I'm trying hard not to be that much biased mm-hmm. because I, I don't think he should be. Okay, that's my, my point of view. I don't think he, sh- he, he should have been elected. But I can see why he was. And I'm going to try to explain why he was, why people voted for him, and um, what people were expecting him to do.
0: Well, I guess now all we can do is wait um, and, and see what actually happens in the next, yeah. I don't know, six months to uh, a year. To a year. Yeah, um, I, I guess there is a chance that he will, you know, that what the country needs is a strong man and yeah. that he will not uh, uh, slip into a dictatorship style government. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. He, uh, does he address the issue of dictatorship or does he not talk about it at all? Um, like, he is refraining from... from... C- coming from the military, it's kind of the natural uh, uh, thinking that you're like, oh, he's, a str- he's super uh, 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 outspoken and he's from the military. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. W- what no, his,
1: his... Okay, so uh, first things first. In 1964 in Brazil, there was this military coup that's when the the dictatorship, the military dictatorship, started. Okay, so in every single school in the country, you are going to listen uh, about the sixty-four coup. Okay, so it was it was an attack against our government.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everywhere, you know that you've been taught that since you were a child, because that's what actually happened. There are proofs of that. There are documents showing that. There, you know, it's what happened. He. He denies it was a coup. He says it was a revolution that Brazil needed. So he's hundred percent pro-military dictatorship. Um, ever since he he launched his pre-candidacy, he did not get into that point. But people went through like news files and old videos of him giving interviews out, and they found an interview that he, he, he gave, I think, to MTV in 1999, that he said that the first thing that he's going to do as soon as he gets elected president was to reinstate the military dictatorship. And, well, once you say that, and then years later you actually become president, people are going to get scared, or people are going to expect that. Because people are asking about that mm. to him. Um, like news outlets are asking him about that. Like, okay, so are you actually going to do that? And he just refrains from, from answering the questions, mm. you know? So it's a big – no one actually knows what's going to happen. I myself hope that he does a good you know, that he he becomes a good president, that he doesn't show off his little claws and start to, you know, rip the country apart. But what scares me the most is not himself, okay? It's not Jail himself, not what he can do because I'm sure there are other ways that people can stop him. But the people that elected him, mm. that what scares me because you cannot control people. You cannot control random people on the street. You cannot control random, you know, co-workers those people scare me because All if right. they if they voted for someone that's so extreme as he is that's themselves showing who they actually are you know they, yeah. the, the 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 things that they they think that they have always think uh, that they have always thought but they just couldn't show it until now you know because you it know, was not the, the, right
0: uh, uh, the the situation, again, uh, it might be different, but it does does remind us of um, the situation with Trump. And again, I keep talking yeah. about Trump, but it's an example that that is uh, a symbol of things that have been happening in many different countries. But mm-hmm. Trump is, a lot of people, you know, if you listen to the left, Trump is the monster that he appears to be. But yeah. a lot of people on the right... And, and actually, sorry, let me uh, rephrase that. The people who voted for Trump believe the things that he is stating just because he's Trump and he's an idiot and he says what gets him uh, uh, headlines. But mm-hmm. if you if you listen to the right, yes, I agree. Some people might be of that kind, but I honestly believe... And I might be wrong there, but I honestly believe that most of the people who voted for him are either people who wanted to, you know, give the finger to everyone else or people Mm -hmm. who voted for him because they have a conservative agenda. And in practice, what's been happening for the past year is mostly, I think, things that would have happened with any conservative president. Right. Yeah. And maybe it mm-hmm. might go a little bit farther in some cases, but not it's not like if I don't know, Ted Cruz or who, whichever uh, uh, Republican nominee had been elected. It's not like the situation would have been drastically different. So I guess the point I'm getting at is the people on the left in the U.S. saying, oh, the people who voted for him are monsters and they want this and this and that. I think there is a little bit of exaggeration going on there. Um it, couldn't that be the case as well uh, it, for Brazil? Meaning, yes, there are some people who are going to pull out their gun and shoot the random black person in the street because yeah. Jair told them to. But as a whole, it's people who are in a really desperate situation who wanted to give the finger to the, the, the entire rest of the country, but they're not actually going to go out and, and you know beat up homosexuals the first chance mm-hmm. they, they get.
1: Yes, no, I, I agree one hundred percent with you. I'm pretty sure that most of the people that voted for him are not going to take, you know, matters to their own hands. They are not going to 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 go after people. They're not going to make, you know, like a witch hunt against every single person that voted for the the workers' party. But um, uh, actually, there there was a, a trend. Uh, We could could see, like here in Brazil, as soon as he was elected, that every day more and more and more and more violence cases are being reported. And not just because, you know, oh, he has been elected. Okay, now we have to show, like, some news outlets are going to, oh, no, I'm completely against him. I'm going to show every single case of, of violence that happened because of him. No, like, common media, media that you do not expect to be politicized in any way is is showing those kinds of cases yeah. against homosexuals against black people against people from other states that came to sao paulo that went to to rio de janeiro um, things are I, I'm, but i'm pretty sure that in the same way that this actually happened when Trump was elected, that you know you had those subway videos of people saying really really awful things to to Muslim immigrants. You know, remember when that happened actually in, in, yeah, in the U.S. Yeah, of course, and it's
0: still it's still happening. Honestly, it's we're getting happening. some of those. Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, and there was of course the Charlottesville uh, uh, white supremacist rally, yeah. which was um, outrageous. Which. I, I, And to temper a little bit what I've been saying before, I think those people always existed, but I don't think they were as brazenly visible as they have become with Mm -hmm. the um, rhetoric that Trump is peddling as the tool to get him visibility. So it definitely has an effect. I don't want to say or to imply that it doesn't have an effect and, oh, it's all just jokes, because I don't think that's the case. But I also don't think... That all of a sudden, in the U.S. At, le- at least, the entire country became racist, right? Because that's yeah. not exactly accurate either. Yes. Um, so, yeah.
1: Um. No, I agree. Agree a hundred percent with you. Brazil has always been a pretty racist country, especially with uh, a, actually a pretty xenophobic country, especially with their own people. Actually, people that come from different states. But um, I, I I don't think that things are going to get any better, you know? Uh, I think that they're – or they are going to remain the same as they are today, which is not an ideal situation, or they are actually going to get a little worse.
0: Okay, well – no, go
1: ahead. <laughs> no, uh, I don't – just so, so that I can sum it all up. I don't think that he's like the devil, as some people are putting him to be, or as maybe I – made you guys believe that he is, he's not the devil, he's just a person, he's going to be our president, we can expect good things to come out of him, at least that's what I hope, but we'll have to wait and see, and in in the meantime, I just hope that the people that voted for him just don't go, you know, batshit crazy. Mm -hmm.
0: All right, well, um I guess we'll have, as we both said, to wait and see um, mm-hmm. to see what happens, but uh at least now I understand the situation a little bit more, and um, I hope that the listeners have a better understanding of what happened there. Thank you so much for taking the time, and I guess, however. Little bit the risk for for being on the show. Um, yeah. I I hope things are are gonna be okay at least for for you. Um, would you do you want to tell people where they can find you on the internet? On the internet, not in real life. Yeah,
1: <laughs> on the internet. Sure, you can find me at Sleipnir on Twitter without the the final e. In the end, it's at S L E I P N R or at Wevas us uh, on Instagram, that's at G-U-I-I-V-A-Z, that's a double I there.
0: I'll uh, include the uh, (laughs) link to your Twitter in the show notes, as I always do, so people can find everything from there.
1: Sure, and if anyone has any doubts or if I didn't make myself as clear as I I try to, you can send me a DM and I'll try to explain things much better. And thank, thank you, you, Patrick, for having me. It's like it's actually a great opportunity to be able to to talk to you and to your listeners to about what's happening here in Brazil. I'm I'm really glad I could
0: well, help I'm, you out. I, I'm really glad you came on. Um this is definitely a situation I think most people will have heard of, but as mm-hmm. always it's very difficult to understand exactly um what had been happening because we only hear fragments of, of stories. Um, I, uh, it, it kind of makes me think of the episode we did with, uh, Saul a year ago about Venezuela. Um, yeah. which it, it, not just because it's uh, South America, but it was a, <laughs> a strange situation that we didn't really understand. Maybe I should uh, try to get in touch with Saul again and, and get an update with, on what's been happening in Venezuela, which was also sure. kind of an incredible, um, situation so if you if you're interested in that by the way that's the episode episode number 94 so you can go check that out Uh, episode 94 was what the hell is happening in venezuela and this one is going to be what the hell is happening in brazil Um, (laughs) again thank you so much uh for being on and uh thank you patrick i'm I'm. I'll be following what's happening in the country now because I feel like I'm invested a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So for me, it's not Patrick on Twitter and on Facebook, and uh, you can find me on Instagram as well. Not Patrick there too. You can find this show at FrenchSpin.com, and uh, you can comment on uh, the article for this episode if you have things to add, questions to ask. Uh, please do so, and if you want to comment, I'm very. O- I'm. Always very happy to hear what you have to say. Um, And finally, if you think this show is interesting or valuable in any way please consider becoming a patron uh, you can go to patreon.com slash the club the link is in the show notes as well and uh, contribute a little bit of money to the show to help us make it um, this is the only way that the show is uh, produced and financed so if you think it's worth it then uh, as the sayings go as the saying goes uh, if you get value out of it consider giving a little bit of value back. So patreon.com slash The Club. Again, for the last time, thank you very much, uh, Guy, for being on. Thank you all for listening. And we will pleasure. talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.